better for Jesus. Do it better for Jesus. Father, we thank you for these offerings. Father, we ask that your blessings, your favor will come on these. Father, by these, we ask that the heavens will speak for us. Let there be open doors. Let there be healings. Let there be miracles in our lives. By these seeds, let there be multiplication. In Jesus' name, amen. Oh, put your hands together for Jesus once again. Quickly, we'll have or we'll take our fruitfulness declaration for the morning. The eternal God is our refuge. He opens rivers in desolate heights. The Lord makes the wilderness a pool of water. The Lord God is my sun and shield. The Lord gives grace and glory. Therefore, I delight myself in him. Those who are planted in the house of the Lord shall be fresh and flourishing. Though the earth be shaking, the name of the Lord is my strong tower. By faith, I affirm that in Christ alone, is my salvation. In him I live and move and have my being. It is written, the righteous are like a tree planted by the waters, bearing fruits in its season. So I boldly declare, as for me, my God has made me exceedingly fruitful. In this season, my spirit bears fruits of righteousness. My talents make way for me. With my hands, I will plant, I will build, I will harvest day by day, step by step. In Jesus' mighty name, amen. Oh, amen. Please take your seats. Thank you very much. Rodalyn, am I right? Boatin, your English alone. Uh-huh. Please uh, relax for us, okay? Uh-huh. uh-huh. Thank you so much. <laughs> the words I was hearing this morning, I was wondering whether I was at the right place. But God bless you. God bless the choir. Let's put our hands together for them. God bless you. God bless you. Father, have your way in our midst this morning. Speak to us. Let your word come to heal. Let your word come to change. Let your word come to rebuke. Let your word come to correct. I pray that as your word comes, we will not hear and still be the same. But, oh God, we will live here with a changed mind. We will live here with a changed heart. That in the end, glory shall be given to you. In Jesus' name. Amen. As the dear panted for the water, so my soul longed after thee. You alone are my heart. 
speaking on a sermon I've titled, Humility Cures Worldliness. Humility Cures Worldliness. Humility Cures Worldliness. My main text is from the book of James chapter 4, from verse 6 to 10. But I'll just take 6 and 10. 6 says, but he gives more grace. Therefore, he says, God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. 7 says, therefore, submit to God. Resist the devil, and he will flee from you. Therefore, submit to God. 
Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Humility cures worldliness. Humility, according to the scripture or to the scriptures, is a fruit of the spirit that greatly pleases God. Galatians 5, when you read from verse 22 to 23, the Bible says that humility is a fruit of the spirit. A fruit of the spirit. And it greatly pleases God. Humility is also a character trait that God highly praises and rewards. It's a character trait that God highly praises. And he does not just praise those who are humble, but he rewards them. In fact, in our world, we are told that if you want to get to the top, you probably need a BSc, an MSc, an MBA, a PhD, and a whole lot of things. But according to the scriptures, if you want to go to the top, you must be humble. Isn't it interesting that per the scriptures, if you want to go to the top, if you want to go to the top, get to the highest part of the top, then it means that you ought to be what? Humble. Humble. Humility is the opposite of pride. And pride was the first sin which was committed in the world, in the universe. So anytime you hear the word humility, pride should come to mind because there are two opposite words. In fact, if you look at our scripture, the Bible says that God resists the proud, but gives grace to the humble. And I'm telling you that it is the opposite of pride. But pride is the first thing that was committed in the universe and was committed by Lucifer. And therefore, anytime you are exhibiting pride, you are walking in sin. Anytime. You are exhibiting pride. You are actually walking in sin. And the question is, if God did not spare Lucifer, who was an archangel, because he walked in pride, what makes you think that God will spare you? Humility cures worldliness. Isaiah 14, when you read from verse 12 to 14, I'm just going to read from verse 12 to 13 for the sake of our time. He says, how you are falling from heaven, O Lucifer, son of the morning. How you are cut down to the ground, you who weakened the nations. For you have said in your heart. So pride begins from the heart. Pride begins from the heart. And there are some people, you may see them and you may think that they are humble. But behind they are, the look on their face, which may look like they are humble, is pride. And the truth of the matter is that sometimes, even when you are walking in pride, you may not know until the Holy Spirit prompts you. Hallelujah. So, pride begins from the heart. Because watch this, the Bible says, for you have said in your heart, talking about Lucifer, I will ascend into heaven. Number one, I. I will exalt my throne above the star of God. I, I will also sit on the mount of the congregation of the farthest sides of the earth. Any 
time you are talking, and then you begin to say, I, 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 be careful, because you might be walking in pride. Because your thinking is that all you have achieved is I. All you are doing, it is I. All you have done, it is I. All that you possess, it is I. Anytime you are thinking in your heart, I, I, I did this, I did that, I have done this, I can do this. All by yourself, know that the spirit of pride is entering into you. Therefore, humility is freedom from pride. So when we talk about humility, we also mean freedom from pride. Freedom from pride. Freedom from pride. May God set you free from the spirit of pride. Humility also means to stay under. To stay under. To stay under. That is to be submissive to God. And all human authority that has been placed over you. So when we talk about humility, we are talking about staying under. In fact, on Wednesday, Auntie Gloria spoke about what women should do in order that they can, I've forgotten the thought, but preserve their homes or something. And when I sat here and she was preaching and teaching, all I told myself was that the reason most marriages are failing is because of pride. I have handled married couples who have gone through challenges, and I can tell you without a shred of doubt that when you sit with couples, you realize that the reason they are struggling in their marriage is not because there is no love. It is because they have exalted pride above any other thing. Because people cannot stay under. People cannot be submissive. People cannot humble themselves. <laughs> so they cannot stay under. Hallelujah. When we talk about humility, or when they say someone is humble, we are talking about a person who is teachable. One who is teachable. One that you can counsel. One that you can correct when there is the need. There are some of us sitting here under the sound of my voice. Nobody can cancel you. <sighs> Nobody dare correct you. <sighs> know that you are walking in pride. There are people, if you are a pastor and you make a mistake and correct them, that's the end of you. There are people, if they do things in the office and you call them and you correct them, you are in trouble. There are some women that cannot stay under their husband's roof because they cannot be humble. They cannot be corrected. They cannot receive correction. And in the same vein, for some of the men, they cannot stay in their marriages because they cannot receive correction. You lack the spirit of humility. Humility cures worldliness. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. When we talk about humility, we are talking about a person who is meek. Someone who is meek. What's the meaning of the word meek? The word meek there, meek there means strength under control. Strength under control. You are powerful, yet you have, you, you have control over that power. 
There are some of us, we are so powerful, and yet there is no control over that power. You are powerful. You know that when you pray against someone, it will happen. But when you are meek, when you are humble, you just look at the person and say, God forgive you. You are the boss in the office. And you know that by your pen, that person will be sad. But, but you look at the person and the misbehavior, you said, strength under control. May God show you mercy. Moses was such a person. He, was, he had so much power, but the Bible said he was so meek. Numbers chapter 12. Numbers chapter 12. Numbers 12, when you read from verse 1 to 3, the Bible says that then Miriam and Aaron spoke against Moses because of the Ethiopian woman whom he had married. For he had married an Ethiopian woman. So they said, has the Lord indeed spoken only through Moses? Has he not spoken through us also? That is pride in action. When you are saying that, do you think you are the only person who can hear from God? Do you think that you are the only person God has called? I have been also called by God. That is pride in action. I. And watch this. Please go to the next one. Now Moses was a very humble man. In some verses they say he was a meek. He was a meek man. A man who was meek. Why? More humble than anyone else on the face of the earth. Do you know why Bible used this description? Because you see, he could have just called thunder. He could have just called fire against his siblings. But Moses was humble. He was meek. He had strength. But that strength was under control. May God give you control over your strength. May you be someone when you talk, things can happen. But you just say that it does not matter the authority. It does not matter the power. It does not matter the grace. It does not matter the gift. It does not matter what God has given me. I am going to put that strength under control. So I can walk in humility. Many of us, we don't have that. Strength under control. Strength under control. Church, pride is demonic and satanic. It's as simple as ABCD. Pride is demonic and satanic. It is demonic. It is satanic. Anywhere there is pride, the devil is in existence. It is demonic. It is satanic. And that's why we read Job 41, 34. He says, he beholds every high thing. He is king over all the children of pride. So if you are someone who walks in pride, the devil is your king. The devil is your ruler. The devil is your father. I, I, I don't know. Please, is the devil your father? The way you are looking at me. You, you are saying Jesus is your father, but the truth is that the devil is controlling you. Because you are walking in pride. I. It is me. Do you know who I am? Do you know the things I have seen? Do you know the countries I have gone to? Do you know the places? Do you know the businesses I run? Ah. That's satanic. That's the devil in action. May God show you mercy. May God show you mercy. 
James 4, 16 says, But now you boast in your arrogance. All such boasting is evil. You boast in your arrogance. You boast in your arrogance. All such boasting, it is evil. So if you are here, and you are so boastful, so egoistic, you, you exhibit pride. You think that nobody can touch you. You think that you are untouchable. You think that as for you when you are working, the whole world is yours. You are a braggart. Hey! The devil is using you. Don't think that because you are coming to church every Sunday and do alabalago, adogade, adogade. It doesn't mean anything. The devil is controlling you. May that spirit of pride be broken in your life. May it be destroyed. May it be destroyed. I counteract it. I, every spirit of pride that has entered any man, that has entered any woman, under the sound of my voice, I stand on this holy altar and I declare in the name of Jesus, the hold of that pride, break in the name of Jesus. May that spirit of pride be broken. That spirit of pride that has entered you, that has caused you, that is causing you to destroy your own marriage. I stand in the name of Jesus and I declare that that hold Break in the name of Jesus. Break in the name of Jesus. Some of you, you are sitting here, you are planning to divorce. I'm telling you. There are people here, they are planning to divorce. I'm speaking to you. I always say that, pastors, we see things and we hear things and we don't say them. Sometimes you look at people, when they are coming, you tell your face. I'm telling you. Sometimes you know people, they are, the devil has attacked them spiritually. But you are watching them. All you can do is to pray for them. And some of the time, those are the people who are misbehaving. <laughs> and some of the time, they are the people who are so proud in the church. And you look at them and say, oh, I'm telling you. I've dealt with a lot of these things. People, there's someone here, you are planning to divorce. I'm speaking to you as a servant of God. Don't, don't go into it. Don't go into it. You want me to mention the person's name? <laughs> I won't do that. I'm a pastor, I'm not a prophet. Hallelujah. Manifestation of pride. How do you know that one is exhibiting pride? One is exhibiting pride. I'm going to give just, a, a, just three of them. Hallelujah. Number one, Psalm 12 Three and four. It says, may the Lord cut off all flattering lips and the tongue that speaks proud things. And the tongue that speaks proud things. And then four says, who have said with my tongue, we will prevail. Our lips are our own. Who is the Lord over us? One of the ways you can tell that somebody is manifesting pride is the way they brag. The way they talk, the way they brag, the way they talk, the way they let the whole, they let everybody feel that they are in charge. They let people see that they are in control. Oh, this, this man is no money for me. Oh, this, do you know the places I've worked? I mean, come on. Look, it's just that we have kept quiet too. As for us, yeah, Kasa. Sure. It's just that we have kept quiet. Don't think we are small boys. Do you know the places we have sat? Do you know the people we have worked with? <laughs> In TDA. If I know how. How called US? 
One trip. Put the ADD. One trip. One trip. Barako, where's the fame? Put the ADD. Braggarts. God show you mercy. Huh? <laughs> U.S. Barako pair. U.S. Barako pair. <laughs> you see, and such people, they are, it, it's so difficult for them to say, I'm sorry. Are you, are you a man here? And you find it difficult to say, I'm sorry to your wife. You are exhibiting pride. Me too, I'm part of it. used to be a problem for you. <laughs> Is it message? It used to be a problem for me, madam. I, I find it always difficult to tell my wife, I'm sorry. I, I feel that something is leaving me. I said, come on, why should I say to her, I'm, I'm sorry? But I've realized that it is pride. So some of you, your marriages are going down because you cannot just say to your wife, honey, I'm sorry. I'm sorry for what I did. And some wives too cannot just, they cannot also accept the apology. It's also pride. Because the man is saying, I beg you, forgive me. And you are saying, <laughs> and you go to bed with trousers with a big belt. He touches you and then you begin to speak in tongues. Pride. Pride. Hallelujah. Number two. Number two. Uh, I almost jumped. Number two. Hallelujah. Psalm 10 from verse 3 to 4. It says, For the wicked boast of his heart's desire, he blesses the greedy and renounces the Lord. For the wicked in the wicked in his proud countenance does not seek God. By people's countenance, you can know that they are exhibiting pride. Look, especially women. I went into a certain mobile shop in one of the phone shops to go and ask for something. Hey, now, lady, any be or the share me a man to add there? I'm sure she was a woman in tons. What about how bad there? Any be or just say, how do people call it? Am I right? Now, or share me up. I cop him down. Phone kekeo. I was just asking of the phone for an auntie. But me, who share me before? And that's how some of you are. Somebody proposes to you, you look at him. Shed your chair. Now, who shall bear money? He will not say it. Though. Because when he says it, maybe the man may be there. So, just said, they will be shell. And people are single because they have shown pride by their countenance. There are people here, it's not that people have no, people have not come to propose to them. Pride until they are still single. And now they are praying. Anyone should come oh, anyone should come oh. No, no, no more standard. Please come oh. Any standard is okay. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. No standard will come again. Because when the standards were coming out, now I ask and toast. Think men are by your countenance. Your countenance. I'm solving people's problems. So the young ladies here, you see, the interesting thing is the proposals will come when you are in your early 40s. 
early 20s, 18, 19, 20, 21, 22. Who bought 26? People will think you are married. Because some of you, you're already huge, tall, and things. So when people see you, they think, who will be mommy? Stop their pride. Be humble. Be humble. Hallelujah. Be humble. So proud countenance. The next one, Psalm 10, 4. 4. God is none of his thoughts. There are people who think that what they have achieved, it is by their own making. But let me ask you this question. Assuming you wake up one morning and two of your legs decide that they will not move. You have a four-wheel drive with a driver. But your two legs decide that today I am not moving. Or your memory decides that I am not, I, I don't recollect anything again. Do you think you can make it in life? So what you are, what you have become is by the grace of God. by the grace of God. So don't, don't say it is I. No, I know you attended the MBA class. I know you did it. I know you went to what's the university's name? Harvard. There's one that uh, Mr. Stevenanti always mentions on Facebook. I've forgotten that one. It's in the UK. I'm sure that's where he attended. All these beautiful universities. I know you went there. You did a course. You went to the master's class. You did a PhD. In fact, you did a research. Nobody wrote your thesis for you. I know. But the truth is that you didn't do it with your own strength. God gave you that opportunity, that grace, that enablement, that capacity to be able to do it, to achieve it. So you cannot say God is not a part of it. That's why they say the wicked is in his proud countenance, does not see God. God is in none of his thoughts. None of his thoughts. None of his thoughts. None of his thoughts. May God be in your thoughts forever. Now let's look at a few scriptures. A few scriptures. Which talks about pride and humility. Number one. James 4, 6. In it you, it says that God resists the proud. And gives grace to the humble. When the word resist them means he opposes. He hates. Can you imagine if God hates you? Not thankful though. God hating you. And opposing you. So the Bible is saying that anytime you exhibit pride, you have become an automatic enemy to God. So when God sees you coming, he runs away. Because he knows that an enemy has entered the house. James 4, 6. But he gives grace to the humble. He gives grace. He gives strength. He gives supernatural ability. He gives, you see, things you cannot do, he will cause you to begin to do them. Look, this job I am doing, this pastoral work, is one of the most difficult jobs. If you are not humble, you may die along the way. Because if you begin to hate people and fight people and show disrespect to people, God will leave you. And if, and they, if they throw things against you, you get it. So the attacks I get, they are unimaginable. There are not things I can, I can say with this microphone. But it's the grace which is carrying me. 
So when you are humble and you let things go and you rely on God, he will give you a certain ability that no man can give you. And that is when you see somebody who is of no reputation just going up, just going up, just going up. Because the man is humble and God is giving him grace. And it's not just grace. He protects you. Because you see, when you become successful, you attract attacks. But when they say God is giving you grace, it means he's protecting you and then sending you to the top. So that you see someone, eh, he's going to the top. You send his name to Juju. Nothing will happen. Because he's humble. So God is protecting him and lifting him. May God preserve you. And may God lift you this morning as you exhibit humility. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Oh, Jesus. The second one. He says, when you are humble, God... Okay, I've, I've spoken about that. He says, pride is a sign that your fall is near. Pride is a sign that your fall... Proverbs 16, 18. Pride goes before distraction. And a haughty spirit before a fall. Church, anytime you are walking in pride, know that soon distraction will come to you. I've seen it many times. I've seen it many times. Many times. Many times. Many times. Many times. Anytime you are exhibiting pride, please remember very soon, distraction may come. And you see, distraction can come in so many ways. It can come in sickness. It can come in distraction of your business, your finances. It can affect your children, can begin to do things that usually you'll be wondering, where are these children coming from? How come they have changed all of a sudden? And that is why it is not right and good to walk in pride. Because any time you are walking, in fact, immediately Satan began to say, ah, I will ascend. I will, I will do this. I will do that. Immediately, distraction came. Hallelujah. Keys to humility. Let's look at just two keys and then we'll close. Keys to humility. What are the keys to humility? Keys to humility. Matthew 18, from verse 1 to 4. Let me read it quickly. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus saying, who then is greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Then Jesus called a little child to him, set him in the midst of them, three, and said, Assuredly, I say to you, unless you are converted, unless you are converted, please note that, unless you are converted and become as little children, you will by no means enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever humbles himself as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. So Jesus was saying that in order for you to become humble, be like a little child. So even though you are 40 years, you are 50 years, you are 60 years, convert yourself. It means turn your attitude, turn your mindset, turn your faith as that of a little child. And that's where, that's, what we find, that, that's where people find it difficult to do. That's what people find it difficult to do. Because sometimes, and truthfully, imagine you are, you are a politician, you are a minister of state, a vice, you have, you have held all the positions in the world. 
And then you come and sit here. And then sometimes you come and somebody says, sit at the back. And I shall say, sit at the back. And, and you know that when you were probably a vice or a minister of state, the police people guide you and then you sit at, you know, the, the high table. And all of a sudden, something within you will begin to fight back. It's normal. You're a big woman. You are an MD. You come to church. The usher says, go and sit at the corner. And sometimes you're like, how? How? But the truth is, for you to be able to become humble, learn to be converted. So immediately you enter the church and the usher speaks to you. Something within you begins to fight back. Convert yourself back to a child. Be like a child. Be like a child. Be like a child. You know why? Because... Children forgive and forget very quickly. Those of you who have children, you will notice that you can beat your child. And after a minute or two, the child will come back to the same person who beat him. And say, mommy, mommy, carry me. But an adult will not do that. Hey, you beat an adult in the church. When he sees you coming, hey, look at him, look at her. But a child will not do that. That's why Jesus said, convert into a child. Children are very teachable. Look, if you want people who, who learn very fast, they are children. Teach the child anything. And you see them learning it. You tell them something. Even scriptures. The way my children can rattle scriptures, sometimes I'm like, wow. They rattle the they tell daddy. And I'm like, wow. They are so teachable. So, Jesus is saying that for you to be humble, convert, be teachable. Learn to receive. Even from the lowest person on the earth. Learn to receive. It's difficult. I am not saying it is not difficult. It is difficult, but that is the key to humility. That is the key. That is the key. That's the key. That's the key. Hallelujah. That's the key. And this morning I pray that you'll be converted. May the Holy Spirit convert you. May the Holy Spirit convert you. May the Holy Ghost convert you. Ah, you may be 60, you may be 65, you may be 41, you may be 42. But this morning, for the sake of the power of humility, for the sake of the healing of humility, the grace of humility, I pray that the Holy Ghost will convert you. The Holy Ghost will convert you. May you be converted. May your heart be converted. May your mindset be converted. May your spirit be converted this morning. In the name of Jesus. May you be converted. The second key. Which is actually the final key. Luke verse 22. Luke chapter 22. Sorry. Luke chapter 22 verse 26. Luke chapter 22 verse 26. But not so among you. I mean... I'm just speaking that part so I can explain. On the contrary, he who is greatest among you, let him be as the younger, and he who governs as he who serves. Jesus is saying that for you to be able to become humble, you must be like a servant. You must exhibit servanthood. 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 You know what servants are? Servants. Servants are always willing to do menial jobs. Servants. When you tell a servant, clean the car, he will do it. If you tell the servant, give me water, he will do it. If you tell the servant, go to, as a man can say, go and buy, 
your Kegali and come. That's the that's about to go. Jesus is saying that we must be like servant. We should be ready to do that which we are supposed to do. That which the word of God says we should do. Because some of the time, the things in the word of God, they are difficult to do. They are very difficult to do. And it's not pretense. They are difficult to do. We are human beings. They are difficult to do. Servants are willing to obey instructions. So be willing to obey instructions. The instruction of the word. The instruction of your leader. The instruction of the church. The instruction of your husband. The instruction of your wife. The instruction of your parents. Be like a servant. Don't be pompous. Don't be self-conceited. Don't be like, I know it all. Don't say that, who are you to tell me to do this? If you do that, you cannot be humble. You cannot be humble. You cannot be humble. Servants can take insults. <laughs> May you be able to receive insults from your husband without complaining. Oh, sorry, they be all yummy. Into the end. Oh, sorry, they be all coming in. Into the end. Because if you cannot do, if you cannot take some of this petty, petty thing, you cannot stay in a marriage. You see, this month is women's month. That's why I shift a little and talk about that. So women, you to talk to Is that how servants behave? If you, if you tell your servant, do this. Do that. No, 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 no. Will you be happy? <laughs> and you are doing it to your husband. And the husbands too. Some of you. Some of you. You are also doing the same thing. You are insulting your wife. You are insulting your wife. Using abusive words. Emotional abuse. Psychological abuse. Physical abuse. Hey! That's evil. Once I make him in my mind, I'm waiting. Please, be like a servant. Be like a servant. Be like a servant. Be like a servant. Servants, they don't complain. They do things without complaining. I pray that you'll be converted to a servant. You may be the CEO of your company. You may be the COO. You may be the general manager. You may be a professor. You may be a PhD holder. I respect that. God bless you. That by the grace of God, you have been lifted. You may be a business owner controlling all your staff and all of those things. God bless you. It is great. It is good. But I want to tell you this morning, if you want to be humble, be like a servant and be converted to a child. And the Bible says that God will give you grace to you. My prayer for you this morning is as you begin to show humility, may God cause you to begin to go up. May God cause you to begin to rise. May God begin to show you exceptional favor. May God catapult you to the next level. Ah, you will not struggle to have your promotion. May you not struggle to rise ah, because of the spirit of humility that is coming upon you. May God show you favor. May God, because of your humility, any curse that has been released against you, I stop the curse in the name of Jesus. You will not die. Your children will not die. You will not die. The devil will not take advantage of you because you have walked in pride. Because this morning, there is a change of hearts. 
Lord, preserve them. Lord, protect your people. Lord, show them favor. We thank you, Lord. In Jesus' name, amen.